0: You are listening to CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show. As announced, it's coming up right now.
1: Doo baddi
2: oo doo mdiu doo doo wee
1: ba doo
0: Like to welcome you to another edition of the Jazz Show on this uh, cold winter night in Vancouver. But it's beautiful out there. Actually, it's it's clear. You can see the moon and all that kind of stuff. So it's um, well. They say that Vancouver doesn't get a genuine winter. I think we're getting one this year. That's for sure. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is the Jazz Show. And we have, of course, a wide variety of music to play for you this evening from all eras of jazz. And this evening, of course, leading off our show is our redoubtable Jazz Feature. And this evening, the jazz feature is all about tenor saxophonist Clifford Jordan. Clifford Jordan was a product of... um, the legendary DuSable Sable High School music program, which existed in Chicago. The music program was run by the venerable teacher, Captain Walter Diet, And if one ran down the list of names that graduated from that high school music program that went on to become very famous performers in all walks, you would be totally shocked. It would be uh, interesting um, to do that. There's a whole list of them on the uh, Internet. All you have to do is uh, go to uh, Sable High School, D-U-S-A-B-L-E uh, High School, and uh, type in Captain Walter Diet, and uh, D-Y-E-T-T, uh, then... You'll just see all the names, such as Nat King Cole, uh, um, Red Fox, um, and all these great jazz musicians, Johnny Griffin, Richard Davis, uh, Eddie Harris, and uh, I can go on and on and on, but uh, (laughs) I don't want to do a list. Clifford Jordan was simply another one of them. Clifford Jordan went on to become one of the most distinctive voices of the tenor saxophone, Clifford, of course, uh, worked with the great Max Roach a couple of times. Um, He actually replaced Sonny Rollins in uh, Max Roach's quintet when uh, Sonny went out on his own in 1957. And Clifford Jordan was there for uh, a minute. Uh, He was also in Horace Silver's band as well when he moved to New York in 1957. And uh, then he freelanced and rejoined Max Roach uh, in the early 60s and eventually was part of that legendary Charles Mingus Jazz Workshop, which went over to Europe and did all those albums over there. And, of course, the tour um, is the subject of jazz history books. Clifford Jordan then went on to a great career as one of the great um, master musicians, worked with pianist Cedar Walton, formed his own big band, did all kinds of uh, uh, freelance work, and has a whole slew of recordings. Also, he worked with J.J. Johnson. That was a, another very important alliance The great with the great trombonist. Clifford Jordan um, is one of the most easily identifiable saxophone players you hear two or three notes and you know it's Clifford Jordan um, his sound is is so distinctive on the horn and his his concept uh, of course is um, all his own. Uh, he was initially influenced by some of the great Chicago players and he was also influenced by Sonny Rollins as well and um, Clifford of course um, went on to really form his own unique musical concept. Clifford Jordan, as I said, made a whole series of albums. Uh, he recorded three very, very good albums in his, the early part of his career for uh, Blue Note Records, and then he was signed by, on by Orrin Keepnews, who owned Riverside Records and Riverside's subsidiary Jazzland Records, and Jordan did a whole series of albums for them. And I think in terms of all the albums he did for uh, Riverside, Jazzland, this, tonight's jazz feature, is his finest and most distinctive and also his most personal. It's a quartet date. So Clifford is the only horn here. He's right out front. And the people involved on this date, this is a, a couple of newcomers on the scene, Uh, relative newcomers at the time. The album was recorded in a couple of sessions in very late 1961 and finished off in early January of 1962. And the album was called Bearcat. And the reason it was called that is that that is the title track, and that's the first tune that we're going to hear. Bearcat, Edward Bearcat Wright. Was uh, an African American wrestler and a very good one. And uh, he was also a very close friend of Clifford Jordan's. Uh, they were buddies. And so Jordan, being um, quite a good composer of, of uh, interesting tunes, wrote this tune in honor of Bearcat Wright. And he called the tune simply Bearcat. And um, That is the tune that uh, opens this album and and gave it uh, its title. The people involved with Clifford here is a wonderful pianist who, of course, went on to his own career. They collaborated over the years many, many times. I'm talking about pianist Cedar Walton, one of the great, all-time great uh, modern jazz pianists. The two newcomers on the scene... There's a young man from Washington, D.C., a very fine bass player who went on to play with Horace Silver and very, various other musicians. Uh, his name, Teddy Smith. And on drums, and I think it's the drumming that makes this date um, really interesting because John Charles Moses, who was better known as J.C. Moses, was kind of a free-form drummer. Um, he's very much like Elvin Jones, uh, although he didn't have Elvin's strength, but he had this kind of, uh, he had a free way of playing the time. And of course, it cost him a number of gigs because he didn't play like other drummers, keeping one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. He played all around the time and filled in with sort of uh, odd accents and so on and so forth. And uh, some of the more conservative leaders Um, J.C. Moses was known to upset, and um, he he was fired from a few jobs, and the phone didn't ring very often. Very much like Alvin Jones in the early part of his career, um, he he was pretty well ostracized by uh, a lot of the uh, more conservative uh, cats until they realized what a powerhouse and what a monster drummer he was. J.C. Moses, of course, didn't go on to the same fame, but uh, he was still a very distinctive drummer, and he really adds to the kind of free-flowing rhythm section on this date and gives it its um, added distinction. So it's an interesting quartet date, and um, it's very distinctive, and I think it stands out in Clifford Jordan's long recording career. So the personnel, once again, Clifford Jordan on tenor saxophone, Cedar Walton on piano, Teddy Smith on bass, and J.C. Moses on drums. The tunes, uh, most of them are all, with the exception of two, composed by Clifford Jordan. Uh, We open with his uh, dedication to the wrestler, Bearcat Wright, and that's what the tune is called, Bearcat. Second tune is a delightful item dedicated to his hometown, and it's called Dear Old Chicago. Then we go to the first standard of the set, or the only standard in the set, and it's, I think, Irving Berlin's finest composition, How Deep is the Ocean? How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? And so on and so forth. Um, two number four is um, a Jordan original, entitled The Middle of the Block. Two number five is another Jordan ori- original uh, entitled You Better Leave It Alone. And tune number six is written by a fine composer, jazz composer, Tommy McIntosh, who was also a very fine trombonist. And He wrote uh, a tune that was played by a lot of musicians, and it was called Malice Towards None. And the final tune, <laughs> it's got a rather humorous title, but it's, uh, it's kind of a hip little tune, um, again written by Clifford Jordan, and it's called Outhouse. So that's the album, and that's what we're going to hear, and Clifford Jordan is our jazz feature artist. Um, he lived a, a pretty long life. He died in 1993, died of lung cancer, sad to say, um, and he was born in 1931, September 2nd, 1931, in Chicago, Illinois. And his full name is Clifford Laconia Jordan. And here is his music, and I know you will enjoy it. Our jazz feature tonight, Clifford Jordan, Bearcat. Bearcat. Our jazz feature this evening, the music of tenor saxophonist Clifford Laconia Jordan, born in Chicago, Illinois on September 2nd, 1931, and one of the great, very distinctive voices of the tenor saxophone. This is um, a relatively early album um, by Clifford Jordan, It was recorded in, uh, some of it was recorded late December 1961, and uh, some of it was recorded uh, January 10th, 1962, and all came out on a Jazzland album produced by the redoubtable Orrin Keepnews, because Jazzland was a subsidiary of Riverside Records, and uh, the album was called Bearcat, and that was named after a very good friend of Clifford Jordan's. Uh, They were buddies. Um, Bearcat Wright was one of the great wrestlers in the history of that sport. And he was a a real big um, African-American gentleman, Edward Bearcat Wright. And uh, he was uh, one of those wrestlers that didn't uh, uh, actually Wrestled and, and didn't do a, a lot of jive stuff. That uh, wrestling became, of course, it's a bit of uh, wrestling is a form of show business now. But back in those days, it was it was an actual sport, and Bearcat Wright was one of the best. Anyway, that uh, that's why that album was called that because uh, the first tune that we heard on the album was the title track, Bearcat. Clifford Jordan. Uh, Of course, he went on to, uh, he played, uh, he came to New York in 1957 uh, from Chicago with very little um, actual musical experience, uh, you know, playing in steady bands and so on. But um, he was so good that he immediately uh, began recording for Blue Note Records and also uh, joined Max Roach's band. And, of course, he was also a member of Horace Silver's quintet. So um, his musical pedigree was, uh, was pretty high, and he was accepted right away into the uh, tight-knit New York jazz community. And uh, Jordan began making a name for himself. Uh, later on, he signed with, um, as I mentioned, Orrin Keep News, Riverside Records, and made a whole series of albums for that label. And uh, the album that we heard this evening is uh, my idea of his best album for that label. Clifford went on to, uh, he actually rejoined Max Roach and uh, worked with uh, trombonist J.J. Johnson as well. And later on worked with Charles Mingus and was a member of that Volatile Jazz Workshop that uh, Mingus led. And uh, then Jordan, of course, went on to his own very distinctive career, um, hooking up with Cedar Walton, playing with uh, a whole variety of people, and he did a, um, has a long series of very, very fine and very consistent recordings. Also formed a big band in New York, and um, unfortunately came down with uh, lung cancer and died in 1993. Clifford Jordan. So this album Featured Jordan on tenor saxophone, and his uh, close buddy Cedar Walton on piano. On bass, a young bassist from Washington D.C. had just basically arrived in New York City, a very fine bass player by the name of Teddy Smith, who went on to play with Horace Silver and other people. And I think someone who made this uh, whole album uh, very distinctive. Gave that nice floating free form quality to the rhythm section was the drummer, John Charles Moses, J. C. Moses, and um, as I mentioned before, J. C. Um, when he first was playing with different uh, musicians in New York, he was a little bit like early Alvin Jones. He he got fired from a lot of gigs. He didn't do things. Uh, in the normal fashion, and uh, he played kind of oddball accents and different things uh, as a drummer, and uh, a lot of musicians uh, didn't care for his playing, but uh, eventually people realized that he was a very, very distinctive drummer, and he didn't reach the stature of Elvin Jones, of course, but J.C. Moses um, was someone to look out for, and a very, very fine drummer, passed away a number of years ago. But uh, he made the rhythm section, I think, very distinctive on on this album and and gave it that kind of free flow and allowed Jordan and and Walton to to really uh, stretch out on these uh, um, very uh, melodic and relatively simple tunes. Most of the uh, compositions were all written by Clifford Jordan, including the title track, which I... Uh, went on to explain. Bearcat was track number one. The second tune was uh, Clifford's charming um, ode to his hometown, and he called it Dear Old Chicago. Tune number three was uh, Irving Berlin's great composition called How Deep is the Ocean. That's the only um, standard on the set. And then the up-tempo excursion written by Clifford Jordan was called The Middle of the Block, and then the, um, we got back down to a kind of a funky-sounding thing. Tune number five was You Better Leave It Alone. And then uh, the beautiful Tommy McIntosh composition, which became a jazz standard played by so many people, the tune Malice Towards None. And the final tune was uh, back to Funk City again with the blues uh, to end the album, and Clifford Jordan called it Outhouse. Clifford Jordan, tenor saxophone, Cedar Walton piano, Teddy Smith on bass, and J.C. Moses on drums. Our jazz feature this evening, Clifford Jordan's album, Bearcat. Hope you enjoyed it, and uh, you are listening to CITR FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show. And uh, we shall return right after a couple of messages for you with some uh, a whole bunch of music. And I won't tell you what it is until uh, we check out these messages. I'll be right back.
1: Our helpline is here to help. Open from 9 to 4, Monday to Friday, the helpline answers questions about HIV and safer sex. Call to find medical support in your area without giving your name. Run by volunteers, the Helpline is one of the many programs from AIDS Vancouver combating the HIV epidemic in the Lower Mainland. While not medical professionals, our volunteers answer your questions confidentially and anonymously. The Helpline number is 604-696-4666. Or contact us at AIDSVancouver.org.
2: Slow down, you're not in a race. Alcohol related deaths are one of the leading preventable causes of death in Canada. Please remember to drink responsibly. You're listening to CITR 101.9, broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus, located on the traditional, unceded Coast Salish territory of the Hunkamenim speaking Musqueam people.
0: We're going to kick things off with a classic by Miles Davis. This is from the early 50s, and uh, it's from, um, well, a classic prestige album and this is the Miles Davis All-Stars with of course Miles on trumpet Davy Schilderkraut on alto saxophone now Davy Schilderkraut had a kind of an underground uh career and um, uh this track was played um For Charles Mingus, one time on a blindfold test, and he misidentified the alto saxophonist. He said, that's Bird, that's Charlie Parker. (laughs) And, of course, I don't think Davy Shilderkraut sounds at all like Charlie Parker, but he's got a beautiful, distinctive sound, and I'm surprised that that Mingus um, misidentified him. Uh, However, that did happen. But uh, Davy Shilderkraut was one of those very, very fine underground uh, artist he, he had worked with Stan Kenton and various other people and then went on to kind of a checkered career and um, died a number of years ago. But uh, his distinctive alto saxophone is on here. Horace Silver is on piano, Percy Heath on bass, and some beautiful drumming um, brushwork here by the one and only Kenny Clark, of course, who was uh, the real pioneer of modern jazz drumming. We're going to follow that with um, one of my favorite alto saxophonists and one that I respect. In other words, there's going to be two on the next track. Phil Woods, who I respect, and Gene Quill, who is one of my favorites. I'll make that distinction. They're um, in a sort of a jam... Uh, jam session situation together on the next track and uh, Kenny Dorham is on one of the trumpets and Donald Byrd is on the other trumpet Tommy Flanagan on piano Doug Watkins on bass and the great Philly Joe Jones on drums and it's a long track um, From it's the title track from um, a great album with uh, Phil Woods as the uh, nominal leader Uh, the album was called Pairing Off so all the horns exchange phrases and all that kind of stuff. That was uh, why that, ty- that album was called that. And we'll finish off with um, a piece of music by Thelonious Monk, one of his most famous compositions played by him and his quartet with Charlie Rouse on tenor. And uh, that's going to be a whole trio of tunes. So we begin with Mr. Davis, Miles Davis, and his own composition, uh, actually, it was written by Chuck Wayne, but Miles appropriated the tune. <laughs> That's a whole other story. The tune is called Solar. Mm-hmm. We heard a bunch of uh, tunes, three uh, in a row there, beginning with Miles Davis and uh, the Miles Davis All-Stars from this uh, 1954 session for Prestige Records, and Miles, um, well, at least his appropriated composition called Solar. Um, It was actually written by Chuck Wayne, but Miles Davis changed a couple of notes on it, and... um, called it his. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it has remained a Miles Davis composition. He registered it under his own name. Anyway, uh, regardless, it's a, a classic um, theme, and uh, it's been played by so many uh, great jazz musicians, and uh, Miles was the uh, the most distinctive, and we heard it. Miles Davis on trumpet, of course, with uh, Davy Shilderkraut on alto saxophone, a wonderful player, and Horace Silver on piano, Percy Heath on bass, and the marvelous brush master, Kenny Clark on drums, Solar. That was the first tune we heard. The second tune was from an album uh, that was ostensibly led by Phil Woods, but uh, featured his, uh, one of his best friends and partner, who was also a wonderful alto saxophonist, Gene Quill. So, as I mentioned before, I have the utmost respect for Phil Woods, but Gene Quill is one of my favorite alto saxophonists. We heard Donald Byrd on trumpet and Kenny Dorham both on trumpets, and... Um, in the rhythm section, Tommy Flanagan on piano, one of his early New York recordings. Uh, Doug Watkins on bass and the great Philly Joe Jones on drums. And that was a Phil Woods composition called Pairing Off. The soloists in order, I'm not going to tell you because they did a whole bunch of exchanges and and, and stuff at the end. But the, the long solos at the beginning of the piece, um, the first solo was Donald Byrd on trumpet. The first alto saxophone solo was by my favorite Gene Quill. The second trumpet solo was by Kenny Dorham. And the um, alto saxophone solo after uh, Kenny Dorham's solo, of course, was the leader, Phil Woods. And so on. So uh, just make that distinction there. Uh, Following the Phil Woods sextet, we heard... Thelonious Monk and his working band with Charlie Rouse on tenor saxophone, Larry Gales on bass, and Ben Riley on drums, recorded in concert over in Europe. And that, of course, was one of Monk's most famous compositions, Well, You Needn't. So a great trio of tunes by some of the greatest jazz musicians. Hope you enjoyed that little medley. Miles Davis and company... Bill Woods and Company, and Thelonious Monk and his quartet. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name is Gavin Walker, and of course we're also on the web, um, www.citr.ca, simple as that. And we'll be right back after these uh, significant messages here. This is the first one.
2: Are you looking for a volunteer opportunity that fits your schedule? Being a big sister takes less time than you think, and you can choose the volunteer opportunity that fits your life. Spend just one hour a week as a study buddy, tutor, or two hours a week as a big sister. Check out the various mentoring programs at Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland and find a volunteer position and a little sister that will suit you to a tee. Visit bigsisters.bc.ca for more information today.
1: There's only one way that old clunker is going to make you feel good again. Donate it to Bullying Canada. Check this out. Free towing or pickup of your old vehicle. A tax-deductible receipt. And a super easy process. Online at BullyingCanada.ca. Get rid of that old vehicle and feel good about supporting real solutions for change in your community. Donate your old or used vehicle to Bullying Canada today. Full details online at BullyingCanada.ca.
0: uh chilly, but it's going to be quite uh, quite nice in terms of, uh, except that it's going to be cold. So what you have to do is is of course bundle up, and uh, be careful of uh, icy patches and all that kind of stuff. But you know that already. We're so used to winter here now in Vancouver, we can handle anything. We we can drive in it. Uh, uh, you know, all that stuff. You know, we're really used to winter now. <laughs> all right. But we are uh, we are going to get some nice sunny weather, but it's going to be cold. So tonight is partly cloudy, then clearing. And, of course, you can see the big moon out there tonight. It's, it's quite beautiful on this rather cool night. It's going to go down to minus 4. And then tomorrow, sunny and cold with a low of minus 4 and a high of plus 1. Then it's going to get even colder uh, for Wednesday, sunny with a low of minus 8 and a high of simply zero, freezing. Uh, Thursday is going to be sunny with a low of minus 8 and a high of plus 1. Friday is going to be sunny as well with a low of minus 9 and a high of minus 3. And then Saturday is a mix of sun and cloud with a low of minus 9 and a high of minus 2. So that's uh, pretty well a picture for the week um, in terms of uh, the weather. Cold and sunny. And, of course, we get sunny weather uh, this time of year or even in January, February. It's always colder. Um, it, you know, it's never sunny and warm um, except <laughs> with a few exceptions. Mostly it's sunny and cold. So that's, that's what we're going to get for the next week. Rather pleasant weather. We just have to put on an extra sweater, bundle up, and wear gloves, and do all the kinds of things that uh, uh, the uh, the the Easterners have to do, mm-hmm. or the Northerners. It's really cold up there, I'll tell you. Minus forty. <laughs> now that's a, that's unbelievable temperature. You know, someone's having a birthday today, and that someone is the great late singer Joe Williams. Joe Williams, of course, was. One of the most distinctive um, jazz and blues-rooted jazz singers, and um, he had a long and illustrious career. And of course, he created with Count Basie one of the great hits. Um, And of course, this was on. Actually, this this piece was on the Hit Parade. It was everybody was singing it, and uh, it made um, the Count Basie Orchestra. Uh, once again, uh, everybody's favorite. And, of course, it made Joe Williams also one of everybody's favorites. And Joe Williams would, would be celebrating a birthday today, December 12th. Here is his most famous tune. It was actually written by Memphis Slim, uh, a.k.a. Peter Chapman. This is a tune with the Basie Orchestra. And the arrangement, of course, is by Ernie Wilkins, And the tenor saxophone solo here is by Frank Foster, who uh, does the obligatos behind uh, um, Joe Williams. This is his very famous Every Day I Have the Blues. And we're going to follow that with some other selections by Joe to celebrate his birthday. So here then is Every Day I Have the Blues. Count Basie and Joe Williams.
1: It's you I hate to lose. Nobody loves me. Nobody seems to care. Nobody loves me. Nobody seems to care. Speaking of bad luck and trouble. Well, you know I've had my share, I'm gonna back my hurricane, on. Did you say I've got a lot to learn Well don't think I'm trying not to learn Since this is the perfect spot to learn Teach me tonight Starting with the ABC of it Right down to the X, Y, Z of it Help me solve the mystery of it Teach me tonight The sky's a blackboard
2: High
1: above If a shooting star goes by I'll use that star to write I love you a thousand times across the sky One thing isn't very clear, my love Should the teacher stand so near, my love Graduations almost here, my love. Teach me to the sky is a black one. One thing isn't very clear, my love. Should the teacher stand so near, my love, graduation's almost here, my love. In the evening. (laughs) Blit, do, blit, do, so, do 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 love blue video do do ba sa ba that need a do do ba ma do 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 ba do 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 ba do 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 ba do ba 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 ba
2: ba 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 Baba did it do, Bibi did it,
0: our small tribute to one of the great singers in jazz, Joe Williams, whose birthday it would be today. And we heard his most famous piece of music, which, of course, created a big hit for the Basie Orchestra and Joe. And, of course, that was Every Day I Have the Blues. That kicked off uh, our tribute. And, of course, that was written by Peter Chapman. The Count Basie Orchestra, arranged by Ernie Wilkins and the uh, the tenor saxophone playing behind uh, Joe's vocal was uh, Frank Foster. And, of course, the classic um, bassy big band. Then uh, we turned to a ballad, a famous one, by Gene DePaul and Sammy Kahn, called Teach Me to T- Teach Me Tonight. And uh, Joe displayed his, um, his ballad chops on that one. Then we heard another blues, another great one, by Leroy Carr, and the blues was In the Evening. Then we moved to a small contingent of the Basie band, and Joe Williams and the one and only Ella Fitzgerald, together with uh, Thad Jones and Joe Newman on trumpets, Henry Coker on trombone, Frank West on tenor saxophone, Basie on piano, Freddie Green guitar, Eddie Jones on bass, and Sonny Payne on drums, a small contingent and we heard a thing that was uh, put together by uh, Basie, Ella Fitzgerald, and Joe Williams called the Party Blues, and that featured some uh, scat singing by Ella and, uh, and Joe and some wonderful playing by all the guys in the Basie band. So that ended our small tribute to the great Joe Williams. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. My name's Gavin Walker, and, of course, we've got lots more music to uh, play for you. We're also on the web, www.citr.ca. And I always mention two great websites to access. One of them, of course, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. Coastal Jazz are the people that bring you the big jazz festival every year, and they have their uh, own events, but they also are behind one of the finest jazz clubs, I would say, in uh, Western Canada, and that's Frankie's, Frankie's Jazz Club, which is on Beattie Street, right across the street from uh, BC Place, and of course it's uh, easily accessible by uh, public transit, Um, There's quite a bit of parking um, around in that area, and um, it's a great place. Very comfortable, classy as well, with excellent service by a wonderful staff. And the music is choreographed by the one and only Corey Weeds, who, of course, uh, ran the famous Jazz seller for so many years, and of course, Corey is a fine musician in his own right, but uh, he's also responsible for um, programming the music at Frankie's, and so you know it's going to be on a very, very high quality. So, one thing about going onto this website, coastaljazz.ca, is that you can um, access all the people that are playing at Frankie's. Um, you can see the schedule there. And also you can make reservations if there is an artist that you particularly want to hear. And, uh, you know, some of these um, folks are very popular, so everything, uh, everything fills up. And then when you want to go at the last minute, there ain't no room. So the thing is, is to make reservations um, on the web, and you can do all, all of that. And, uh, of course, uh, if there is a, a cover charge, you can, you can pay that uh, through, a, through their secure system. All of that kind of stuff. So that's all available on the website of coastaljazz.ca. Coastaljazz.ca. The other fine website that you can access that has a lot of information is vancouverjazz.com. And there's all sorts of links on that site. You can spend a lot of time just browsing around and checking things out. It's a wonderful website, and Brian Nation keeps it up to date. So, coastaljazz.ca and vancouverjazz.com. And, of course, I always mention my good friend, Ken Speller, music teacher par excellence. And uh, he has a business called Music at Home, and he'll actually come to your house, uh, even through the slush and snow and cold weather, and teach you how to play The saxophone, the flute, or the clarinet, he will advise you on um, quality instruments to uh, rent or buy. And uh, he also does repair work. And, of course, uh, with those instruments, saxophone, flute, clarinet, they need to be kept up, just like a car. They need tuning up, tweaking, tweaking sometimes a complete overhaul, and Ken is the man to do it. He's an expert repair man, or I should say more politically correctly, a repair person. <laughs> anyway, Ken would love that. Um, Ken has his own repair shop right in his home, so he doesn't have the overhead of a store to uh, to uh, upkeep and uh, and pay rent on and all that sort of stuff. So, uh, he keeps his prices very, very reasonable. And um, he's also, he repairs instruments for students, um, teachers, uh, professionals, amateurs, you name it. Um, he'll put your instrument in tip-top shape so that you will sound at your best. So that's Ken Speller. He can be reached by telephone at 778 778 Incidentally, he's located in the Metrotown area of Burnaby. He can be reached by email at kspeller, k-s-p-e-l-l-e-r-underscore-14 at yahoo.ca, kspeller-underscore-14 at yahoo.ca. Good man to know. We're going to take you to uh, this incredible band out of Montreal, and it's led by Lorraine Demaret, and this is her latest album. It's called Dances, or Danzas, or Dances, or Dances, (laughs) whatever, French, Spanish, English. Lorraine is an incredible band leader, and she put together this uh, wonderful group of musicians, all cream of the crop of Montreal musicians, and um, there's some great people on here that uh, we're going to hear Um, some music by Lorraine. Uh, We're going to hear two pieces of music by this band. Uh, The first one features André Leroux on clarinet, and it's called Tango. And the second piece of music is called Milongo, or Milonga. That's, I'm sorry, I pronounced it wrong, Milonga. And uh, that's uh, from... um, Again, it's from Argentina, but it's kind of a different uh, rhythmic feel, and it features uh, Aaron Doyle on trumpet, André Leroux once again, this time playing tenor saxophone, and Lorraine herself on piano, Lorraine Demaret on piano. And uh, then we're going to—actually, we're going to hear three pieces. And the third piece is a wonderful piece called Ballero Romantico, and that features my good friend Jean-Pierre Zanella, on soprano saxophone, and Lorraine Desmarais, once again, on piano. So this is her orchestra comprised of the cream of the crop of uh, Montreal musicians. And uh, those three pieces are going to be heard right now. We heard three tunes from this uh, wonderful album by Lorraine de Marais, big band, out of Montreal. The album was called Dances, and uh, we heard three of her compositions and arrangements featuring um, some of the uh, finest uh, musicians out of the city of Montreal. We opened with uh, Tango, and that featured uh, André Legrue on clarinet, and then we moved to a composition called Melonga, which was kind of a, a different Argentine rhythm. And uh, it featured Aaron Doyle on trumpet and André Leroux, once again, this time on tenor saxophone, and Lorraine Demaret on piano. And the final tune was entitled Bolero Romantico, and that featured my good friend Jean-Pierre Zanella on soprano saxophone, along with uh, Lorraine de Marais on uh, on piano. And this is a, a very fine album uh, from Lorraine, maybe one of her, her best, and it features this all-star cast of uh, Montreal based musicians. And, um, yeah, wonderful album, entitled Dances, and uh, it uh, came out on the uh, um, I'm trying to figure out the label here, the uh, Scherzo label. And uh, um you can get on Lorraine's uh, website. It's uh, dot com, And, of course, um, her name is spelt L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E-D-E-S-M-A-R-A-I-S. And um, then you can find out all the, the people that are on the band. There's some good friends of mine in this band, too. Very, very fine players, all of them. We're going to move now to Vancouver, and i played some of this album before. This is a beautiful album. It's a tribute, really, to Ross Taggart, and it's done with a great deal of love from Ross's um, ex-partner, Sharon Minamoto, of course, who has made such a name for herself, Um, wonderful pianist, composer, musician, teacher, and uh, so on. And she put this album out as um, a tribute in memory of Ross Taggart as they, uh, they were married and lived together for many years. And uh, Sharon, of course, has many, many fond memories of, uh, of Ross, including one of his favorite expressions, that he always said if he knew uh, musician friends were, uh, were going away on a gig or on the road or something, he would always say, safe travels. And uh, that's an expression that I use when uh, I know someone has, uh, has passed away. I always wish them safe travels because you never know where after somebody is, uh, has died where they're going to go. And uh, as long as they go wherever they're going safely, that's very important. So we're going to hear the title track, uh, written by Sharon Minamoto. She wrote all of these compositions and in her band. Sharon, of course, plays piano. John Bentley is on um, tenor or soprano saxophone. Adam Thomas on bass. Bernie Arai on drums. Uh, These are members of her regular quartet. We're going to hear two uh, compositions dedicated to Ross. The first one, of course, is the title track, Safe Travels. And the second one is called The Secret. So here then, the music of Sharon Minamoto. The music of Sharon Minamoto and her beautiful album in memory of her late ex partner Ross Taggart. And uh, all of these tunes were written in honor of Ross. And her regular working band included John Bentley on soprano and tenor saxophone, Adam Thomas on bass, and Bernie O'Reilly. Drums, and of course Sharon on Piano. This uh, album is available on uh, Pagetown Records, and um, you can always um, get on the web and uh, go on to Sharon's website, which is www.sharonminamoto.com. Sharon, of course, S-H-A-R-O-N-M-I-N-E-M-O-T-O dot com. The pieces of music were heard were all of her compositions, and the first tune was um, Ross Taggart's, one of his favorite expressions, and the title of that tune was Safe Travels. Second tune was called The Secret, and tune number three was entitled Rice Cooker. Music of Sharon Minamoto, right? uh, Homegrown. Wonderful talent, and of course, all these uh, very fine people on here all live here in Vancouver and perform at all the various venues throughout the city. All right, we're going to move now. Just like to tell you that you are listening to the Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker. And we got a couple of tracks from an album called Got a Good Thing Going. And the people involved here are Big John Patton on Hammond organ, and the great Grant Green on guitar, and a wonderful drummer who's no relation to me, but we have the same last name, Hugh Walker on drums, and Richard Landrum, Pablo Landrum on Conga drums. We're going to hear two tunes. And the first one was written by, it's kind of a composition, uh, co-composition by Grant Green and John Patton. The, uh, the tune is called Soul Woman. And the second tune is a tune written by pianist Duke Pearson. And it's entitled Amanda. So here then from this uh, wonderful Blue Note album, got a good thing going, Big John Patton, one of the masters of the Hammond organ. ¶¶ One of the iconic Hammond organists, the late, great Big John Patton, and that's from an album called, that came out on Blue Note, called Got a Good Thing Going, and that featured John on Hammond organ with uh, the great Grant Green on guitar, Hugh Walker on drums, and Richard Landrum on conga drums. All recorded in 1966, and we heard two tunes from that album. Uh, The first one was a co-composition by um, Grant Green and John Patton called Soul Woman, and the final tune was Duke Pearson's uh, wonderful composition called Amanda. Yeah, big John Patton, one of the masters of the Hammond organ, and uh, there were a number of them around. They all sounded so great. Gary Burton, who of course is one of the most distinctive uh, exponents of the vibes, he has uh, become a very, um, a teacher, teaches at Berkeley and different uh, other colleges. Gary Burton is an um, unbelievably talented uh, musician. The first time I ever heard him was when he was playing with Stan Getz, and of course it was Getz that kind of put Gary on on the map and uh an amazing musician um he's got that four mallet technique that um is uh, so hard to uh so hard to do on the on the vibes gary of course created his own sound on the vibes and um, he has been recording for many many years this is from his um, i do believe it's his very first recording under his own name and it's called, um was done for RCA Victor, and it was done in August of 1963. And Gary, at that time, was, uh, was working with Getz. And um, here he is with uh, Gary on vibes, with Jim Hall on guitar, Chuck Israels on bass, and Larry Bunker on drums. We're going to hear a couple of tunes from this album. It's called Something's Coming. And we're going to hear the first tune is uh, the standard tune. Uh, that was really put on the map by Miles Davis, and it's a tune called On Green Dolphin Street. And the second tune is from the West Side Story, and it's the title track. We're going to hear Something's Coming. The Great Gary Burton. nice debut album by, of course, iconic vibist Gary Burton. And uh, this album was called Something's Coming, and it was recorded for RCA Victor in August of 1964. Gary was just a very young man then. Gary Burton on vibes with Jim Hall on guitar, Chuck Israels on bass, and Larry Bunker on drums. We heard two tunes from this album. The first one was, of course, on Green Dolphin Street, the standard. And the second tune was from the West Side Story, Something's Coming. And it was arranged, of course, by Gary Burton. We're going to turn now to a recording from a a broadcast. The Fidelity may not be uh, at its highest, but the music is certainly great. And it's a band led by great drummer Buddy Rich. And this was recorded at Birdland in New York in 1956. And this was a a working band that uh, Buddy had together for, uh, uh, I guess, a year, year and a half or so. And it featured the obscure trombonist, a very fine player by the name of Ola Hansen. And um, actually, probably this wouldn't be 1956. This would be more uh, along the lines of maybe 58 or 59. Uh, it's kind of, um, it says 56 here on the album, but I, I know for sure that it was, uh, it was done a little later. No matter, the music is uh, still here. Ola Hansen on trombone and the great, and I do mean great, alto saxophonist Sonny Chris is in the band, along with Kenny Drew on piano and Phil Lesson on bass. And, of course, Buddy Rich on drums. We're going to hear two tunes. The first one is written by Eddie Vinson and uh, attributed to Miles Davis. But Eddie Cleanhead Vinson wrote this tune. It's called Four. And, of course, it's a jazz standard. And the second tune is a Kenny Drew composition called The Cinch. So here, then, the Buddy Rich quintet recorded at Birdland in New York City. And we start with Four. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buddy Rich and his sextet recorded in 58 or 59 at Birdland in New York City. And, of course, uh, Buddy on drums driving everyone along. But what a band. Ola Hansen on trombone. Very underrated and not well-known at all. Great trombone player. Sonny Chris, of course, one of the all-time phenomenal alto saxophonists. Kenny Drew on piano, great New York pianist. Phil Leshen on bass and of course buddy Owen drums we heard uh, two tunes the first one was uh, the jazz standard 4 and the second tune was a Kenny Drew original called the cinch so i hope you enjoyed those even though the recording quality was uh, not exactly high fidelity it wasn't bad either considering it was a, a broadcast recording Well, we're reaching uh, the end of this edition of The Jazz Show from CITR, FM 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. And uh, our final show of 2016 will be next week, because after that I'm going to take a couple of weeks off for the uh, holiday season and be back in... 2017 on January 9th I believe, which is the, uh, the first Monday. Not the first Monday. Uh, the first Monday is the second but I won't be here then. But there'll be a podcast of um, on that day and also on Boxing Day I expect as well. So uh, but I won't be here for a couple of weeks and I'll be back returning on January 9th. So next week is going to be our traditional Christmas show. And we're going to play music that you're not going to hear in the malls. And uh, a a real tribute to Christmas with some uh, great jazz Christmas uh, music. And um, our jazz feature, of course, next week, as we do always on Christmas, it's a tradition now, the very famous December 24th, 1954 recording session with Miles Davis and the All-Stars with Miles, of course, Thelonious Monk on piano, Mel Jackson on bass, Percy Heath on, or Mel Jackson on vibes, Percy Heath on bass, and Kenny Clark on drums, and of course that's become known as the Bag's Groove Session. But there is a beautiful feeling on that recording session, which, I don't know, It's maybe it's the instrumentation or something, but there is a genuine, even though it wasn't meant to be, there's a genuine Christmas feel on that recording. And it was recorded on Christmas Eve. So I guess maybe that's the reason for it. So that's going to be our jazz feature. That's a tradition on the jazz show next week, and it'll be our Christmas show, so all the Usual suspects will be along, including, including the story of Scrooge, as told to you by the inimitable Lord Buckley. That's always a classic. So do join us next week on uh, December 19th, our last show for the year of uh, 2016, certainly an eventful year and a year that um, a lot of people would uh, either like to remember or like to remember to forget. Okay, we're going to close the show with a classic. This is Lester Young on tenor saxophone, the president, along with Nat King Cole at the piano, and once again Buddy Rich on drums, just the three of them. And this is a tune called I found a new baby. Classic. Lester Young on tennis saxophone, Nat King Cole at the piano, and Buddy Rich on drums, and the old standard, I Found a New Baby. Closing this edition of The Jazz Show. Thank you very much for being out there. Please join us next week on our final show for 2016. And it will be the Christmas edition of The Jazz Show. My name is Gavin Walker, and, of course, you're listening to CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. Stay warm and have fun and take care. Bye-bye.